Hey guys, this is another episode of the Anime Cast. And today we're going to talk about anime tropes, the ones which we like, the ones which we don't like, and the animes where which do, does it well, which doesn't do it well. And uh so Sasha, uh why don't you introduce uh, us to the first trope that you're thinking of? Okay, uh this has to get out of the way because uh, everyone knows it, everyone loves it. Okay, I don't think everyone loves it anymore, but everyone knows it. Uh strong positive characters uh, positive main characters and they they're always the ones who influence everything you know like they're, they're the lead characters they're always giving some form of the talk no jutsu and they're <laughs> ultra positive probably dumb probably irritating probably yelling yelling at annoying but okay, look, you can ultra positive you can be positive. i love that <laughs> like you can be positive without being dumb or yelling But see, that is another my trope that I, I don't like. I love it. Like I would take a slice of that piece of that any day. I don't care if they're dumb. I don't care if they're irritating. As long as they're positive, that is a trope I like. Okay, so for me, I I like I don't I don't mind them being positive. I feel like I I really can't think of characters who are negative except uh, except um uh Kaneki Ken from Tokyo Ghoul for some reason they just came into my mind. But like I think most of them are positive. But what I don't like is when they yell too much because. Uh-huh. it just ah uh, it's like you can do all of this believe in all of this without yelling so much i'm sorry i love the like i i'm sold on them being that give me uh, like examples of yelly characters that you like naruto i love him i love that he was yelly i love that he was glitchy i i love that he was uh, Uh, number one knucklehead in ninja and yeah <laughs> that's true things. like see in the beginning i like honestly i didn't he did not he did not grow on me but then i feel like you get to know him a little further and he's like you know this guy has guts he's not just yelling like even though it seems like he's just yelling but that's yeah. an interesting point because that's exactly why i like them you know mm-hmm. like because they're positive and i know that this anime is about them so i know that they're going to do content. something yeah. like that. <laughs> okay yeah that's true I, i can think of erin erin was super yelly oh, i love that about erin and we know how he came out to be like now and we, the character progression with him was just like you know that the i'm just glad that he didn't yell for like four seasons straight that's <laughs> all i can tell you and one of the uh, character who yells a lot I feel like is Asta, and I think it's talked about in from Black Clover. Mm-hmm. I think it's talked about all over the internet. But then it's he's literally a barrier to enter Black Clover. It's that bad. He's yelling, and oh my god, everyone is annoyed with him. And everybody's like, "Stop yelling!" I understand you're in a bad situation. Oh my god, he was yelling. I'm I'm just glad he stopped yelling. I mean, even he has a very like the voice actor is very shrill, so. bad combination <laughs> you're offending a voice actor <laughs> yeah but yeah i feel like she, like she would have done a good job in like a non yelly uh, thing but, but main I, characters who are generally positive that you really really like i think uh, that i really really like edward elric sure he yells and all but like uh, he's so positive like honestly can, i feel like he and the the mo- whole motive of the journey that the ch- characters are going to take throughout the story gets yeah. encompassed by the by the you know um values and morals that the main character keeps yelling throughout to like, but like reinforcing throughout yeah i think i've come to realize i don't actually not like yelly characters i just don't like yelly characters with a shrill voice <laughs> <laughs> because that's just annoying like i don't mind uh, i know even edward like uh, he doesn't yell he just like he he's loud he doesn't yell i, I don't know what is the distinction of that like but i i don't mind it at all yeah, yeah i don't mind it at all and See, this is a uh, like complete thing of what I just said. Like it's a complete opposite of what I just said. But when 
Bakugo or Nishinoya yell. Oh, I am for it. They yell so much. It's super annoying. I understand it's super annoying. It's super annoying. But it's like, this, 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 but the thing is, the both of them have the same voice actor again. Like it's, um, immediately when I watch My Hero Academia, I'm like, oh my God, it's Nishinoya yelling. Dude, it's so funny. Let him yell. So I, I like, if I hadn't watched Haikyuu before, I would be super annoyed with Bakugo. I understand. But then it's the same characters. And now I'm like, Uh, shut up Nishinoya we get it but we all love Shoyo yelling I mean I love that he's so like he's so worked up by everything and he's just like oh I want to go there I want to win this no, I want to do the, this like when, when does he yell he doesn't yell he just he just talks about it he doesn't yell I've, I okay um, him getting excited and him being there having that positive main character vibe he's just there he's just unco- like I said he's just capturing the whole um yeah. point of the whole anime that's true but I, the one part where i know the yell is you know when uh, they have this running race and both of them uh, kageyama and hinata are pit up together and then they just go running way past the point and reach a def- different prefecture and there they yell so much that that is a gag and i like it so i don't mind i just mean constantly like yelling is a part of their character that's what i don't like huh, yeah i was just talking about main characters who are just extremely positive that yeah. uh, who who just have a big personality yeah. who are just in the room you know True. i think gon has that uh, characteristic with him as well but, but he doesn't but for yell. some reason yeah. hunter hunter did not i mean gon was not the person who stuck with me like i was kilo right no for me it was hisoka <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean like this creepy character but we love it but yeah yeah no but like gon i feel like he's Like very internal he's not like i don't know it just yes, depends on situation i mean naturally we are looking at the internal dialogue of the main character other characters that i found who fit the trope were like uh, natsu from fairy tale ultra mm-hmm. positive ultra f- fired up mm-hmm. goku from uh, dragon ball z uh-huh. uh, ash from pokemon tyson from beyblade all characters i absolutely love and finally luffy from one piece again haven't picked it up completely but uh... we're going to have a chat about this but okay <laughs> but yeah you know one thing about luffy he of course he's positive but he's also dumb like okay. let's talk about main characters that are really dumb okay. because i think naruto was definitely dumb of uh-huh. course he had reasons for being dumb but like he was dumb and luffy was dumb and like do you like dumb characters who oh. dumb characters what do you mean by dumb though they're just not smart enough to pick up the situation like if you think uh. about it like they don't read the room <laughs> so that's basically like 80% of <laughs> i know i see i don't have a problem with dumb characters it's like i feel like it's easy for plot to progress because if they were smart they would know these things by now yeah. so like i understand that and i okay but then for i really like is deku he's not dumb he may look dumb he's not dumb like, i so think the joke plays into it with him right yes. he's kind of positive so you automatically expect him to be dumb as well exactly uh, and i like that he's not the dumb one like he's the smart one and i i really like the subversion of that yeah. and yes and uh, what about uh, other tropes that you really like uh, other tropes that i really like a uh, com- complete cr- contrast to the main characters who are who are in the room positive is the secondary character that's a complete contrast to the main character uh-huh. like there is always that that moody second character <laughs> who just has to balance the room out but i feel like that is required like do you like this trope or you don't like this trope um it depends on the anime honestly the examples because i think 
like if there's a super like hyped up character we need one person to balance that out cuz well like yeah that's too much like you know <laughs> yeah. so you know how everyone finds the main character who's all uh, screaming and yelling uh, i mean ultra positive very annoying yeah. i find the modi character annoying you know yeah, that okay, ultra okay. hot <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> they're always hot they're always hot it's just because of the way they are like thinking and always it's just so attractive but I I find it ultra annoying. Examples? Like you said Sasuke but I didn't like I mean initial days Sasuke I really liked it on but later mm. on no. Grey from Fairy Tale is who I really love the trope on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like uh, you know from uh, Black Clover. Okay. I mean I feel like I'll get really repetitive if he was there all the time. I think they handled it very well where he does not get enough screen time but they show his progression well. Okay. And like that is one and fushiguro i love fushiguro i like how he balances out the energy between uh, uh yuji and uh, like they are all just like jumpy 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 and then he's just like nope <laughs> i like that and, oh uh, also uh, <laughs> coming and this is this is, again like if you look at uh, demon slayer he uh, um, tanjiro is very positive very yep. very positive but he's not yelly and he's the sane one of the group <laughs> by far <laughs> but whenever the main character is the sane one you always have to have one who's insane yeah like when you think about the insane characters like i don't mean like uh, like uh, who are like positive mm-hmm. but i mean manic i'm talking you know from Miranike I don't oh know. god you know from Miranike do you like the manic characters oh, if it's you know it's like you know from Miranike then heck no <laughs> but like what about other manic like you told me you like uh, Hisoka oh <laughs> oh who are He's... ultra creepy and manic in like some weird way like i don't know but this i feel like the manic character point that you made also falls into a trope that i was thinking which is like uh-huh. the third character that's ultra interesting to the story <laughs> but he has his own personality okay, he's yeah, doing yeah, his yeah, own he's thing a, he's just adding his uh, adding something to the plot that probably does not uh, very prominently you know do anything to the storyline but like he's there who's just going to make things interesting that's, at some point that's true like him just being there is just interesting that, yeah. that is that is true that is true i think like the, i can think of shikamaru the for that character like even though he's not manic just him being there and giving his commentary is just funny and just amazing and even armin from uh, uh, attack on titan naturally i uh, armin would be second lead but yeah i know i know yeah what you mean ha huh, okay Okay, and coming to talk no jutsu because I feel like it's become a trope now. Oh yeah. Do you like it? Do you I love it. I'm all for it. I need that drama in my life. For me, it can either like if for me it's like both ways, you know. I it's funny when uh, you know in the story where they're beating the villains and then one day one day suddenly he's like I'm not going to beat the villains, I'm going to talk to the villains. That's what happened to Naruto, which I like. I love it. <laughs> But I I don't like that they continued this like throughout. I I mean I know it's it's part of his identity now. I understand, but I like now it's become a trope and now I'm like ah do something else. I'm all for it. Like if, if there are new ways for you to, you know, p- spread that message of, you know, be positive and do positive things and look at the world in a good way because that is the cool thing, not the uh, nihilistic view. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'll give you two examples where I think Tok no Jutsu worked out really well for them. Number 1 is Joseph Joestar and uh, I mean it's it's kind of really hilarious that he used talk no jutsu and it worked out for him but again it worked out because the uh, character was consistent with the kind of person who would fall into these kind of things mm-hmm. so which is why it's good and um, 
of course later you know what happens and so like he beats him anyway so that's different but uh coming to another thing where there is this kind of subtle takno jutsu it's not very evident is demon slayer okay. you know kawano tanjiro he he doesn't just fight the villains he kind of in the end he kind of convinces them that they're doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. and like they this was not what they originally wanted mm-hmm. and he changes their mind but that doesn't mean he'll show them grace it's like you have committed a lot of crimes i will avenge the people who 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 you know uh, uh, i will avenge those people uh, but i will also give you that grace saying that i'll show you the path and then they're actually happy that they died in the end and i think that's a very cute trope like the way it was handled is very very nice tastefully uh, yeah. very tastefully yep and i think that is our trope do you, do you know anyone else who uses takno jutsu uh takno jutsu speaking of takno jutsu i i, I really feel like uh, i should venture into the sensei trope from here oh, because yes. like i want to talk about how there's always a, okay only in cases of uh, like a group mm-hmm. uh, there's always this one sensei or senpai character who's super cool like he's the definition of perfect because like he he fits our all the requirements on the on our, our our checklist you know like this levi this gojo this uh, yes <laughs> yeah that's from one piece, one piece yeah. and uh, there's this kakashi from this kaka- uh, i think kakashi and jiraiya kind of like both of them play the tropes in different ways yeah uh, yeah that's true but i one thing about these characters who are like mentors are either their mentors or they're super overpowered whatever it is they end up dying <laughs> I mean, not always. Kakashi didn't really die, but he so. kind of got teased he to a death. He became, oh yeah, 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 true, true, true. I mean, yeah. there's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always that OP character, OP sensei, OP senpai character who's somehow not as strong. I mean, comes off as really strong, but somehow is not as strong as the main character. Yeah, they have to make it like you know, the, it's a, it's Naruto. It's, he's the main guy, so he has to be at one point stronger than even his senseis. Uh-huh. So I feel like they, what they do for this is either they kill them off or they. Make make them conveniently not fight in the battle or like uh worst case scenario they're just like yeah you're better than me now go even though i can do it myself i think you're better than me now so you go e- either yeah. that or uh, sometimes i feel like the trope turns into okay um you know uh, the plot is driven through you not me <laughs> <laughs> i know i know that that is there and this is why i'm like kind of thinking ah, okay so gojo look at how cool he is oh, so when is he going to die now that is what you that comes to mind like okay, it didn't come to my mind but sure but i feel like he's not going to die but i just hope that uh, whatever they do with him he's handled in a respectful yeah, way yeah yeah please please need gojo to be respected exactly and like because it's another trope with this is that if a very op character dies it's usually op characters always die like at one point whenever they die the whole uh, you know the, the whole world goes into political mayhem oh. that was always there for example uh, hokage died the the you know leaf villages without a hokage again i personally don't feel like the hokage third hokage dying changed the plot much aside from you know setting things straight with the yeah but he had line. to die because, that's why they had to like go hokage less for a while and you know naruto had to go and save the day by bringing sonade in yeah. so Yeah like that's the thing because <laughs> because Jiraiya Jiraiya was like I have better things to <laughs> Exactly so I feel like this is also a trope where like hero comes in to save the day I can think of even uh, one piece uh, I won't tell you who the character is cuz Sasha is here um but then it happens at the end of the Marineford battle okay. things like politically things just change and 
<laughs> it happens in black clover the magic uh, god dies magic god magic emperor dies and like it, i think it happens all the time like if, if even a demon slayer it happens uh oh one thing that they they which like it's moving forward like it's becoming different these days is boku no hero academia they did not kill the op character they just made him lose his power which i love that because i want his character to be there i don't want his power because his power was not the point of the character his like his personality was the point of the character mm. so i i love that trope another trope that is a complete uh, very common in in anime that i've seen is that uh, there's always a father figure who screws it up for his kid you know i know like either so here's the thing uh, it's like it's not even a trope at this point that the main character of a shonen does not have parents or like even if he has parents like they're not around they're not in his life because anyone who is like in any 15 year old with parents will not be doing those things that they're yeah. doing <laughs> So yeah, I, I I like I feel like it on a level it's become normalized with anime that if you have parents you're just gonna be normal. Exactly. So it's like okay, so how did your father die or how did your mother die? The mother dying trope is like so common. Uh, Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, to be honest, even Demon Slayer. I feel like okay. But with Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it is the father who screws it up for all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, the parents are missing in some way or form. Gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. Gone's father is screwing it up for gone. It does not being there also. Exactly. So that is the screw up, you know. Here. Exactly. To be honest, he does have a like he doesn't have a mother, but he has a motherly character. Character. Okay. So that is. there but also she doesn't have a lot of but how did someone just let a 12 year old just go do whatever they want so weird but we love it <laughs> we love it yeah we're all there for it i mean yeah. with uh, yeah so but uh, these character there are some father figures who are also like the initial sensei so i think uh, but that trope does not exist that doesn't exist as an independent trope as much as the parents being missing in action you know uh, which one which anime are you talking about the parents being sensei uh uh-huh. i can't think of anything but maybe in sports anime that's more common i have to expect it would be yeah and like sports anime i mean of course uh, like they have parents because I mean it's not it's not a dystopian society or it's just a normal world so that makes sense. Yeah. Oh shit. Dystopian worlds is becoming a very uh, trope. Exactly. It's a big trope, yeah. Yeah. But you know one character who has a mother at least who is kind of taking care of I actually all characters take care all parents take care of their children is uh, My Hero Academia. Hmm. His mother is always there trying to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bakugo's mother is a meme. But he like you know he's Bakugo is being a bully and his mother is taking care of it. Like you can't let a fifteen year old just do whatever they want. And But even even in uh, I know Todoroki is not really the main character. He isn't the main character, right? It's he's just not. a prominent side character. Yeah. But his dad screws it up for him there also. Yes. Someone has to screw up. So yeah. <laughs> Why is it always the parent? Is my question. So. It's become normal now. I just accept it. On oh, new anime, how did the parents screw up? How did the parents die? How did the parents? not do something yeah I, it's become such a common thing to see now that now in normal life when someone has parents you're just not going to expect like a grand storyline for that person exactly uh, <laughs> yep and is there any other like non character tropes that you would want to talk about um nothing strikes me how about you go first okay so this one okay this is a battle trope like hmm. it's 
it's too common that you know uh, the, the power scaling in a battle shonen <laughs> is never like the the thing is when they do it like in uh, dragon ball z when they say the power is over 9000 it becomes too evident like you know mm. it'll become boring but so it has to be that we don't know the power scaling we don't know who is stronger but then initially the character the main character always gets slaughtered but then the main i mean the villain is like just sitting there and being cocky and like just talking about how he's the best and you're the worst instead of doing the thing that he came here to do yeah <laughs> like you had an objective right like i feel like this then everything akatsuki also like they do that a lot Uh, there's also the trope of i think this is becoming very common like uh, i like the f- i like knowing that there is an ult- uh, ultimate limit you know mm-hmm. uh, like with a st- in on, on with the story on a whole when you say okay this is the peak you can reach mm-hmm. and everyone has the journey to reach it mm-hmm. and, uh, but like when when you're trying to create spin-offs and stuff you've just like taken too much liberty into you know okay there is always a stronger character st- always th- this person the kid is naturally stronger because genetics Like, exactly like privilege and stuff yeah. i know i know i know exactly what you mean and like for me it's become kind of boring with this like you know power scaling where oh this guy is strong like always like a, a battle shonen starts off with introducing the main character where you get to know he's strong in some way but not the strongest yes. and that's where the journey is and like it's become a little bit boring for me that's where um, i really like the way Uh, stand battles from jojo's bizarre adventures handled where there's no power up or power down you can do one thing and like in like season 6 it's like uh, <laughs> there's a meme about this but like i can uh, like i can glow on a friday night only if it's the full moon like there's a lot of like conditions for it and they have to use their like you know creativity to beat the opponent and mm-hmm. i think that is super interesting instead of just you know training hard and scaling up it's become very common for me i don't know hmm. makes sense uh, <laughs> but uh, like speaking of like uh, battle tropes that uh, i mean like i said there's always an op uh, you initially you set the op limit and then you know, some way you keep crossing it later just to keep the journey on mm-hmm. i think this happened with naruto and boruto like oh initially there was like a limitation set up and then they kept breaking it after boruto came and and now you're just like is just making no sense to me sorry yeah. boruto they're just like milking it like they're just milking the money that's yeah. all <laughs> and people still watch it right and even why. even dragon ball dragon ball z oh like my God, there yeah. was some evidence of a limit set of the uh, the strength the maximum strength that someone could reach but like <laughs> after dragon ball z i'm sorry everything went to hell <laughs> I just kept crossing over and over. No, but like once they start milking it, the essence of the original just gets lost. lost. Yes. And it's just like I don't I actually don't know why people still want watch Boruto. I I understand watching like the first two episodes for nostalgia reasons. But after that they're just like milking it and then Naruto dies apparently. I actually don't know if don't, they do or not. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I haven't followed it all. Me neither. But I I see the spoilers. Apparently Naruto dies. Well, I I don't think he does but anyway yeah you do that there's going to be a fan riot <laughs> there's a fandom <laughs> riot Boruto is going to get you completely <laughs> blocked from production you know you know how like now they refer to Naruto as Boruto's dad yeah because oh, that's <laughs> so annoying it's funny because it's like that's how it's presented and but funny thing here Naruto is the dad who screwed up now 
Oh my god, no! Oh yeah, he's kind of screwed up. I, I don't like that he's screwed up. Yeah, I mean, we get Naruto and he hasn't, but like the trope is introduced anyway. Yeah, that's how they had to make it interesting. Or else, like what if Naruto was there as a father figure to Boruto? There's no story to tell. Them. Oh yeah, so he can't be OP, I'm yeah. sorry. I but, don't like it. But like on the topic of Naruto, I'd like to bring in the female tropes that came in. Like oh um, my god, uh, yeah. Common female tropes uh, that uh, I mean Sakura created with is like a, a sec- main secondary female lead, mm-hmm. uh, secondary fem- secondary lead, but like a main female lead. Yes. Who's either rendered completely useless mm-hmm. to the storyline. Which we discussed early on, like when we were talking about MCs. Exactly. I feel like the only reason Sa- uh, Sakura exists is because Naruto needs a reason to bring Sasuke back. I mean, although I know Sasuke, I mean, Naruto loves Sasuke and wants to be part of the team, but now it's like extra pressure from Sakura. And I'm like, you were, you, you were not, I, I, she just, she, she does like some random things, acts like as if she's powerful. They, like, I feel like they really tried with her, try to make her powerful, but then they're like, there is potential with her character that they did not use properly because exactly. I feel like she peaked at the Sasori arc and then exactly. when she was healing everyone uh, during Exactly, the she peaked at the Sasori arc, that's true. And like, this is like common, I feel in even One Piece, my God, yeah. Because personally, uh, like I like Nami in the beginning, like she has her whole character fleshed out and all that. But then I think there's one point in One Piece where uh, Oda's like, okay, uh, Nami, that's enough of you. So, like, they just, he just, like, let her go. And, like, even in the later arcs, he, she's just there. She's not doing anything. Yeah. And the, uh, he substituted all of that with, you know, fan service. Uh, like, fan service, man. Like, let's talk about fan service. Why are we using women as fan service? Like, honestly, even Lucy from uh, Fairy Tale, uh-huh. she's also major fan service. Like, we know that the storyline starts off because of her. Uh-huh. But like she's used as fan service for the rest of the story. Like Like here's the thing. Like I don't like outright fan service. But the, like if you think about it, like if you look at uh, Haikyuu, you don't think there's fan service in there. Right. Right. Because well like, I think Haikyuu attempts it with the uh, No, that's the thing. Like they they're still getting the girls excited with the crotch shots. Hmm. But it's not outright, you know, like played into as a trope. It's just, yep. like, it's just there. So people who notice it, notice it. People who don't, watch the story. Yeah. So I like that level of subtlety. Subtlety is true, yeah. Like that. Another thing they do with female characters is that uh, to, in order to make the female character overpowered, she, she she needs to be that antisocial, so emotionally unavailable chick. You know? <laughs> On, with like a very painful backstory. Like even in fairy tale itself, Urza, uh-huh. OP as hell, hot as heck, and uh, has some weird storyline that, uh, you know, uh-huh. later on is revealed and uh, post revealing that storyline her energy kind of falls off you know like uh-huh. for some reason with women the more secretive they are the more OP they are you know exactly there's like the Sundere trope I, I actually don't even want to get into the Dere's uh-huh. because that is just overplayed so much like even Hinata like I like that she exists is there anything more than that Hinata from Naruto. Yes, Hinata from Naruto. Is there anything more that you like about uh, Hinata? I think she played an important role in the pain arc, right? uh... Correct. One time. (laughs) But I feel like she was noticed because of her uh, blossoming in... uh, Femininity. Femininity in uh, Shippuden. 
Right. I noticed her because of the Chonin exams and I mean I noticed her noticing Naruto and that made me feel good because Naruto is my favorite character. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that that is that. I I liked that she existed. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A very uh, I feel like the trope that needs to be discovered and you know fleshed out. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, women who are anti-social, emotionally unavailable, Toka as well from uh, Tokyo oh Ghoul. Oh uh, has God. a painful past and then once you reveal it, uh, Kaneki is uh, back on center stage and nothing's done with Toka. Toka she becomes is, housewife material. Yeah, I feel like this is like the problem. Like she kind of like female char- characters are introduced as very powerful yep but they don't get the moments of power yep and they're just like oh i'm powerful but then i'm not going to get the spotlight you get uh, like glimpses of these exactly the, the, mostly it's just them telling like you know just saying that oh there's like you know i'm smart i'm smarter than you i'm powerful and whatever they don't get the moments i f- kind of feel like i don't right. know I, but with mikasa you can see, you can actually see the glimpses more more fleshed out I feel like uh, Mikasa is also another uh, main oh female character God. who's a secondary character on, on a whole. I and feel like she has her moments of being OP during fights. You can see glimpses of her being I mean she's an Ackerman. She's like naturally uh, Okay, here's covered. the thing. Like I don't think I remember watching <laughs> season 4. <laughs> Sorry, but then is there a part where she falls out of love with Eren? Yes. that's happening right now it's happening exactly like that, that is good but in the initial part her existence like her reason to exist was because of erin but again that was because of a very painful back story that we know of where erin saved her but sure that hap- that's good for one season next season do something else come on like i don't know i mean that is happening right now like they're kind of remo- they removed her from that mode oh, this is one thing that like can we just acknowledge how um season 4 uh mikasa became season 1 erin like character design <laughs> oh yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> that is think of it she just became erin like <laughs> come on did there any individuality there <laughs> i don't know man okay. i think mapa was too tired to just draw different characters sorry mapa <laughs> not guys... mapa i think it was uh the creator i forgot his name what the hell isayama isayama hashimoto Uh, I guess I don't know but another thing about I feel like this is an attack directly to attack on titan but I've, <laughs> I'm I'm sure <laughs> I know but I'm sure I've seen this trope elsewhere I just can't think of it Which okay trope? a trope where uh, the hero saves the day by questionable means but then he gets like everybody is like you know harassing him for it hmm. like come on so for example in the season 1 Eren uh, transformed during the trost tra- arc and he saved the day Let's face it. Without uh, trust being reconquered at that point, it was over for them. Hmm. They can't yeah. just fill into f- fit into the first wall. I forgot the name. Yep. But so like he does that. He, it's because of him. It's he's the vital part of like saving all of them. And what does he get for that? Like a, a, a sentence, and then he's tried in court. I'm like. How do you not recognize that he saved you guys? This just <laughs> doesn't make sense. A lot of things in Attack on Titan like with the side ca- all the uh, four tertiary characters does not make sense at all. It's actually true. But it's, it's true. kind of like trying to give you the plot. Yeah, and like conversely if you think about it, like right after uh, Levi made the decision to save Armin, well I understand why he made this decision. I understand other people's reasoning. But come on like imagine like a commander comes back to the royals and they say oh yeah this is what kind of happened we got wiped out but we won 
But then there was this one time where I was able to say one of them, Armin or Erwin, I chose the kid. And how do you justify that to like the other people? I don't think any justification is... Uh, they have time for justification at this point in the plot. But see, they had time to harass Ty- uh, Erin over there. Like they should have time here. I just don't I mean, know. things are like escalating a lot at that point in the plot, right? So I, uh, initially at least there were two walls remaining. At least one wall was re- for sure there. So, yeah, I, like there, there was some time with the plot to develop, but like uh, later on with season two, season three, and all, the plot is escalating to a very pressure cooker point. You know, I know, I know. That's actually true. They had a lot to cover. Yeah, I feel like Ajayasayama <laughs> was like, I want to give depression soon. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But yeah, any I, common, any other big tropes that uh, hit you? That's not character centric. No. characters and I mean, see that's the thing right there are other right now I think we just spoke about tropes in shonen there are like you know tropes in like other kind of anime but mm. we kind of just watch shonen pretty much yep. do you watch anything else no no uh, seinen I watch seinen a lot so, what, what kind of trope do you think oh so there? with parasite and uh, psych with parasite um, I feel like there's only one trope that comes into your mind. Yeah, there's always a main character who goes into depression at some point. No, as or in like, like a nihilistic like, worldview, uh, world point of view, you know. Like he changes his personality and his hair at the same time. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's, that's a Tokyo thing. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's not overplayed, so that's good. Okay. Huh. Like it's uh, so I can only think of like two times that happens. But and always the main character is very serious. That's true. That yeah. much is the trope. But I don't think that's overplayed. Like you said. I... That's true. Like, I watched March Comes in Like a Lion. And, yeah, he is very serious. And he has a very good arc there. Like, character arc. But I don't think there's a sane intro. Because not a lot of people watch it. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. That's... What about, like, shoujo and... uh, No shoujo. I mean, I've only watched Cardcaptor Sakura to... I, I think I watched like one episode, like uh, five episodes of Haruhi. Okay. Sorry, what not? Why am I saying Haruhi? Uh, I mean, uh, Oran High School ho- Host Club. Hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like one girl and then beautiful guys. Beautiful guys in love with the guy. It, it's like, here's the thing I don't think Shoujo should become an anime, it should become a uh, K drama. Uh-huh. It's perfect. Like, they, I think K-drama has its tropes. And that's where I think they kind of uh, pick it up. I mean, like, that's where, like, shoujo becomes... Uh, they pick it up from shoujo, all of them. So, but I'm not into it. Uh-huh. And what about Jose? Have you watched any Jose? No. Oh, I, I watched only one. Hmm. So I can't say it's a trope at all. Right. Because it's Rakugo Shinju. Okay. It's amazing. It's, it's really good. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to explain it. That's the point. Like, there's no trope there. Right, right. Yeah. Another trope in seinen that I'd like to uh, add is that uh, there's always like an uh, the villain kind of is good, you know. Uh, you he, relate with him. Uh, relate with him, true. But also the fact that he's the wiser one in the when he's interacting with the main character. Uh-huh. You know, like uh, Parasite's Miggy, uh-huh. firstly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, nothing striking me immediately right now, but Parasite's Miggy. What about, is, uh, like, I know you've watched this anime called. Oh, those, those animes. Uh, 
I'm trying to remember. Thingin tuppa guran lagan. Oh, guran lagan, yes. Oh, but that was very uh, It's a shonen, old. right? I yeah, know. I think it's a shonen. And mecha also. I think. Yeah, I, I kind of don't like the mecha trope. I'm all into mecha because, uh, I'm sorry, Code Geass is mecha. Oh, that's right. I feel like you picked it up just for that. Just, yeah, mecha is purely Code Geass related. I, I haven't. Nothing but, in Code Geass was very uh, trope. I feel uh, can you think of something that was a trope that dude so, like I feel like Code Geass like it, it it had the normal slice of life anime which doesn't know what direction it's going to take even though it very clearly had a direction it was going to take for example like one episode it's like super something super amazing is going to happen next episode they're just like uh, you know like they're just like uh, going around and then uh, the girls are getting cringy the uh, lelouch is like just there and doing nothing i know this is one episode i think they just chase a cat yep uh, like come on why is that there come That's on so cute i mean it's not cute everyone starts liking suzaku uh, so i yeah. like i feel like that would have been a very good ova episode mm. why do why does it have to be in the main story it doesn't I mean, make sense there's not a lot of episodes like that right like there's one episode I, where the main making pizza but that was needed eggs that was you tell me it was that needed i don't <laughs> think it was needed <laughs> i mean i understand it was needed for the sponsor good on them uh, yes good on pizza hut for sponsoring code gears but even those tropes uh, kalin is uh, like that strong female character who's all emotionally unavailable distant until you find out the past uh, story and uh, I mean, the story following the same thing yeah. i there's a lot of fan service also there which yep. is very misplaced according to me because the scene is something really serious and all that and it's asking me to take this seriously when kalin is just like humped back and then his her ass is in my face yes and like i don't know yeah fan service again another trope like, yeah i know So I think uh, that about I mean sums up all the tropes that we think are very popular right Yeah pretty much I guess yep. I can't think of anything else I guess but yeah I like, if you guys come up with any tropes that uh, you really want you really think need deserves a mention then please do reach out to us on our socials Yep Instagram at the anime cast and Twitter at the anime cast 1 Thank you until next time bye, bye.